Hello, welcome to the All Good Things Podcast, Episode 2, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. My name is Nick. Um, if you got a chance to listen to Episode 1, uh, Man of Steel, I discussed that movie uh, and uh, we uh, talked about how I really enjoyed that movie and that I feel like it gets a, a bad rap. Um, think it gets a lot of criticism because people don't uh, view it in the right light. Um, and I think that carries over into this film. I think that if you go back and listen to that episode, if you haven't already, and, and hear that I think that, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to imagine that you've never seen these characters before. You have to, This is a brand new world that we've been given in, so uh, gotten into. And um, I think Zack Snyder did a, did a really great job with this as the follow-up. Uh, this is, I guess you could call it a sequel to Man of Steel, although it's not a direct sequel. It's not a Superman solo movie. Uh, it's the first team-up movie uh, here, but um, um, you know it is a sequel, as in, in the fact that it is a direct continuation from that story. Uh, it actually picks up at the end of uh, Man of Steel, even during the end of Man of Steel, uh, during the Zod uh, fight. So, um, you know, as I've talked about in my introduction to this uh, podcast, is that, you know, my whole uh, thing with having these podcasts is I don't want to talk negatively about things. I just want to talk about all the good things. Um, although there are, you know, maybe two criticisms that I do want to just state about uh, this this movie and the first is that I think the marketing with Warner Brothers, they didn't do a great job with the trailers here because they gave almost the whole movie away with the trailers. And um, and so I think that was just a, a bad choice on their part. I think if they had let um, held back and, and uh, done trailers similar more to the way Man of Steel was done or the way like the Star Wars movies are done, just hint at things and not give you much plot line, um, I, I think people probably would have enjoyed it a lot more because nothing would have been spoiled. Almost the whole movie was really spoiled by just watching the trailers. And then the second thing is that I think that this, uh, this movie probably could have been split up into two movies. Um, I think they could have expanded on it a little bit more. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be talking really more about the extended edition, um, more so than the theatrical release, which I think is good, but, but the extended edition has some subplots in it that I think really help the story. And, um, so that being said, that runtime's about three hours. You, they really could have probably cut this in half and maybe even developed it a little bit more and had two separate stories, you know, maybe, um, a, you know, a, a, Batman story versus a Superman story, and then at the end of the second one, combine them to have the uh, the fight. You know, who knows? You know, what we got is what we got, and I think it's a great movie. And so again, you know, I really don't want to talk negatively about things, but but those are just two kind of criticisms um, that I think could uh, could have uh, you know changed the outcome of how people viewed this movie. Um, but, uh, you know, that being said, you know, let's, uh, let's get into it. And, uh, I'm not really going to go through this movie almost scene by scene like I did in the last episode. I'm just going to talk, you know, more in general about, uh, the characters and, and, uh, the, the general storyline here. Um, you know, so, so again, you know, I, I, I really like these movies, these DC movies, um, 
you know, I, I like him a lot, and I think it's very unfair the criticism that they get. Um, so let, let's start with one of the biggest criticisms that um, this movie gets, and that's uh, Jesse Eisenberg's uh, portrayal of Lex Luthor. For starters, um, he's not playing Lex Luthor. He's playing Lex Luthor Jr. Um, they state that in the movie. Uh, there's this scene where the uh, senators come to LexCorp and, uh, and they meet Lex for the first time. Uh, it's the first time we see him in the movie. And uh, the, uh, the male senator, I forget his name, uh, says that, um, hey, uh, the man on the marquee and... Uh, Jesse, uh, or excuse me, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor says, no, uh, that is actually Dad's name. Uh, he named the building, uh, the, the company after himself. Uh, he just told investors that he named it after his son to get money. And uh, so uh, that being said, there is a Lex Luthor in this universe then. We, we haven't seen him. We don't know if he's dead or alive or what. You know, he's just gone. Um, you know, it kind of hints that he might be dead, but, you know, maybe not, who knows, and, and I think that's a real opportunity that they have uh, in the future to, to bring that character out. You know, maybe get somebody like Brian Cranston or something to come out and, uh, and play him. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, I think, he, you know, I, that'd be just a, a really neat, uh, really neat thing to bring out in the future. Um, so, you know, that being said, you know, everybody kind of complains that, you know, he doesn't look like Lex or he doesn't sound like Lex and everything. Of course, this is, again, you know, some of the criticisms that people gave with Man of Steel is that it's, this is, you know, this is a brand new movie. This is a brand new uh, film that, that, you know, doesn't exist. There are the, these characters, you have to view them as if you're looking at this story for the first time. You know, there's not a Gene Hackman or Kevin Spacey who is really kind of playing a Gene Hackman in Superman Returns. This, this is a brand new story that we've got, and it's not even the character that people are complaining about uh, him not acting like. So um, so the fact that Jesse Eisenberg just gets a lot of uh, crap, um, I think is just unjust and unfair. Um, you know, all the ticks and everything that he has in his performance... Um, I think it's a cool choice. You know, he, he alludes to the fact that he was abused. Uh, is is you know, I don't we don't really know if it was you know physical or emotional or verbal or, or whatnot. Um, but it pretty much sounds like he had a crummy childhood, and uh, and that his dad was pretty abusive to him, and so that kind of makes sense that he would kind of have these ticks. This kind of you know brilliant kid. Um, you know, you know, imagine him like shuddering you know, underneath the hand of his, you know, powerful, you know, father, um, who obviously probably was pretty powerful because he started LexCorp, and so he's, you know, uh, very wealthy uh, and uh, probably power-hungry man. Um, so, you know, the choices that he made in, in creating this character, I think are fine, and I, I didn't mind it one bit. Um, so, uh, there you have it. That's the the background on uh, on the character there. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the plot. And again, like I said, I'm talking about the extended edition here, and you really get to see through some of the um, scenes that were cut out of the theatrical release. Um, the uh, Lexus plot uh, 
thicken um, and get laid out through the whole thing. So uh, here's the thing that you need to understand is that, that Lex knows that Clark Kent is Superman and he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman and he starts to use the people in their lives to get at them and start uh, getting to where they have to fight, get together and ultimately fight each other. Um, the whole reason that Jesse wants to do this is, or excuse me, that Lex wants to do this is uh, that he absolutely hates Superman with a passion. He hates him. He hates the, him being an alien uh, among us. He hates that he is a god among us, that he has all these powers, and probably more so that he doesn't have the, these powers, that, that Lex doesn't have these powers. And so he's probably, you know, more jealous than anything. Um, you know, why should, why should this one individual, you know, have all these powers and, and he shouldn't? And, uh, you know, so Batman, we know, has existed in this universe for a while, for, for probably about 20 years or so, I believe, um, Bruce uh, states at some point in the film. Um, and so, uh, you know, you, you don't know how much Batman has meddled in Lex's affairs, but, you know, maybe um, that's you know, knock two birds out with one stone if he can get Batman to fight Superman. Maybe uh, he can get rid of Batman at the same time of possibly getting rid of Superman. Although I don't think that he can probably get... He probably doesn't think in the end that Batman will kill Superman, uh, which is why he ends up getting Zod's body and creating Doomsday. Um, because he probably knows that Batman might weaken Superman, but with the uh, kryptonite that he's going to get, but uh, he probably won't kill him, so he's going to create Doomsday, and uh, that'll be his ace in the hole to get rid of uh, Superman altogether. So, um, you know, using the people in their lives, obviously uh, he gets at Lois Lane, he gets at Martha Kent, um, and that's how he lures Superman up uh, to ultimately go fight uh, uh, Batman. Um, but, you know, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, doesn't really have anybody, uh, at least nobody other than Alfred. There's nobody else close to him save his employees. So he uses the, uh, the guy who lost his legs in the uh, battle um, to get it. Uh, Bruce Wayne, um, he, you know, also sends messages probably as if he's coming from his uh, other employees or at least this employee uh, to, to further his anger, further further um, Bruce's fear of Superman, and um, uh, so uh, so Lex's plan is is a bit more diabolical and thought out uh, than than people give credit for um but uh you know there there you go i i, I think uh jesse eisenberg did a great job i um hope they continue to use him and continue to use this character going forward in other stories um so uh so kudos to jesse and his portrayal of uh lex luther jr uh now there's there is one thing that i'll uh, mention that i think uh was a missed opportunity um and i didn't mention this in 
the last episode we were talking about Man of Steel, but the uh, the Kryptonian suits that they wore, the, the space suits that they wore, um, I thought from the very instant that I saw them, I thought that they looked a lot like the battle armor that you uh, may have seen Lex Luthor Don in various um, incarnations of comics and cartoons. So uh, occasionally you see him in kind of this green armor, um, and uh, you know they know the armor wasn't green or the suit wasn't green, but just the overall shape of the suit, just something that just made me really uh, think um, of that uh, specific uh, armor that Lex Luthor has. Um, and so I was really thinking that they were going to use that in some fashion in this movie that um, somehow Lex was going to uh, to get one of those suits and and uh, and that was going to become his uh, kind of iconic uh, armor um, battle armor that he has. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll use that in the future. But um, uh, anyway, just a just a thought there. All right. So uh, so let's move on uh, to. Superman. Um, so again, uh, as I mentioned in the last uh, episode, I I don't think that he is uh, Superman at this point in this movie, at least uh, not to start off with. Um, so Superman, uh, Clark Kent, Kal El. Again, I'll, I'll refer to him as Kal El uh, or Clark here. Um, you know, he, he's still trying to find his way in the world. He's trying to do more good. So he, he's been introduced to the world. Um, and, uh, you know, he's trying to find his place. Um, you know, people, uh, most people think that he probably is doing good. And so, so most people, um, like him. Um, but, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of people that are still worried, um, about, you know, the power that he has. And, uh, so, um, Throughout the first, the whole most of the movie here, um, he gets trampled on. Um, so uh, Lex, uh, in part of his plan to, um, aside from just pitting Batman against Superman, um, he's trying to pit the world against Superman almost, and and in turn get. You know, I think this is also what he's trying to do to get uh, Bruce to to really uh, go up against him. But um, we have the uh, the scene in Africa where Lois is uh, going to see the uh, this uh, this terrorist, the leader, and uh, the uh, Russian uh, who's working for Lex uh, burns all the bodies to make it look like Superman burned the bodies uh, when he came to attack. So um, it starts there, and that kind of has a little bit of a domino effect of uh, getting the government involved in, in all this. And um, I think that, um, again, like Man of Steel, what Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan were trying to do is, is try to set this in a real world. And the way that the government reacts in here, I think, is probably exactly how the government would react um, if this were to happen. You know, if you had uh, foreign states that uh this this guy you have no control over is is uh going in to their borders and and attacking people and doing things that you know you he has no authority to do you know the, i think the u.s would would probably act in the same way that they did so so um so that whole subplot 
of the government uh, trying to uh, indict Superman, uh, call him out, try to get him to come talk to him and everything. Um, uh, yeah, that, that was, I think, a, a really good job. And, um, and, and I really think that that's how it would have actually played out if this was really happening, which, again, is what I think that Zack Snyder is trying to do with these movies. Um, so, uh, so all the way through the whole movie, um, up until the point that Superman sacrifices himself, Kal-El sacrifices himself, I think that's the actual point where he becomes Superman. Uh, of course, he, he dies immediately, um, and, uh, you know, we think that he, you know, may get resurrected somehow in, in Justice League. But um, um, that's the, the tipping point, I think, in the character's development where he actually becomes Superman. Because that's the point that he realizes that um, he's there for good. He's there for to save everyone. It's more than just Lois that he's there to save. He's there to save the entire world. And he understands his purpose, and he understands that he'll do anything to uh, to to save everyone. And so he doesn't necessarily know that he's going to his death at that point, but I think he understands that he is willing to sacrifice himself to do so. And that's the point that I think that he actually truly becomes Superman. Everything up until that point, um, I think he's still, you know, Kal-El and still kind of figuring his way uh, through things, you know, and he's very confused because he thinks he's trying to do the right thing. You know, you see all the the, the montage of uh, scenes where he's helping people, you know, where he saves the people that are uh, in the flood and, and he saves the little girl um, out of the burning building and uh, he, uh, he saves the... Um, the space shuttle that or spaceship that um explodes and he's uh pulling the big uh ship through the ice and, and whatnot you know there's there's all these things that he's doing across the world and, and he thinks he's there as a force of good but you know not everybody um can see that and lex is doing a good job to push people in the wrong direction uh to think that he's not doing uh everything that he should or, or that he should be governed or or whatnot so um so you see him being very confused about how to react and then when he goes to get in front of uh the senate hearing uh and the senate explodes again because of lex luther um he realizes that you know, maybe he wasn't doing the right thing because he had blinders on. He couldn't hear it. He couldn't see it. Um, you know, of course, he didn't know at the time that it was lead-lined, which you find out in, the, in one of the uh, cut scenes. Um, so he couldn't see it. Um, but uh, but he was distracted nonetheless. And so, so, so the whole time up until, again, the point where he pretty much tells Lois goodbye um, or that he loves her and uh, he's going off to, you know, kill Doomsday. Um, that entire time, from the beginning of Man of Steel all the way up until then, I believe that he is just 
Cal L slash Clark Kent. And then at that moment is when he becomes Superman. And, uh, and again, unfortunately for him, he dies, uh, um, saving everyone. But, but that's, that's the point where I believe he becomes Superman. Um, so uh, that covers Lex. That covers Superman. Now let's talk about Batman. Um, ben Affleck. When they announced that he was going to be Batman in this movie, I was really happy. Um, I like Ben Affleck a lot. I think he's a phenomenal actor, and I think we got probably the best portrayal on screen of both a Bruce Wayne and a Batman. Uh, as one character, I think, um, you know, some people might, you know, not like what I just said there, um, because, you know, Christian Bale did a phenomenal job as well, but I think Christian Bale did a really great Batman, he was an okay Bruce Wayne, um, but, um, and, you know, Michael Keaton, uh, where everybody kind of looks to as, you know, one of the first portrayals, uh, at least in cinematic, in modern day, um, I think he did a pretty good Bruce Wayne uh, and then an okay Batman, but of course it was just the only Batman that we had at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, well, he did good in both. It's just that, you know, Tim Burton's Batman, I think it's a, it's a great movie, but um, doesn't doesn't stand the test of time as some of these other movies like the, the Nolan Batman trilogy has, has done so far. But, but uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Ben Affleck as... Bruce Wayne and Batman, um, I thought was just a great, great choice. And I thought he did a great job, uh, in, in playing this role. Um, in fact, I think that we see in this movie, probably one of the most, the most Batman things ever filmed. And he's not even wearing the Batman suit. Um, so this movie kicks off, um, well, look, let's, let's back up for a second. So, um, let's talk about the opening scenes of this movie, the, the very opening credit scenes, um, where it is, uh, we find out it is a dream of Bruce Wayne's, but it's going back and retelling the, uh, story of, uh, his parents being murdered. Um, so again, another big criticism this movie got because, Hey, we've seen Batman on film for, for a good many years now. Um, and obviously he's been in the comics forever. And, and so most people know that Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. And that was kind of the reason why he ultimately becomes Batman. Um, and so everybody's like, look, why do we got to, why do we have to see this again? You know? And, um, I, I was okay with it, um, and let me tell you why. Number one, it's playing during the credits, in the opening credits. And, uh, you know, while it's definitely very important to, you know, see who makes the film, um, this was a great way to use that time instead of just, you know, some kind of montage of scenes or just, you know, um, floating around a logo or something like a lot of times that happens in a movie you know it's actually just something to something interesting to watch uh during the opening credits and so i think that was a good use of uh of filming this uh these scenes 
Um, the other thing is is that it is almost directly ripped out of The Dark Knight Returns. I mean, as I mentioned in the last episode, Zack Snyder has just an amazing knack of being able to take images from a comic uh, or inspired from a comic and put it on in into screen you know he's done so again with as i mentioned with 300 and watchmen and man of steel and and now this movie i mean he just takes those visuals and brings them to life and uh and that was a uh, it's just really cool to look at um now we didn't know it at the time and i don't know if they had this planned for at the time but let me tell you if this sets up something that is going to happen in a future movie then man i i would watch an hour of them showing bruce wayne's parents getting murdered because the rumor is that when we get the standalone flash movie it is going to be uh the flashpoint story which uh, if you haven't ever seen uh, this story in the comics, there was also an animated movie uh, created for it. Um, But, uh, you know, spoilers, uh, obviously spoilers on all this, you know, uh, maybe a little too late to say now, but but, uh, um, specifically for the Flash story here, spoilers, uh, the Flashpoint story is a story where the Flash uh, runs so fast he goes back in time, and he um, ends up uh, changing history. Um, I believe he saves his mother from dying, and that causes a ripple effect where it kind of skews and gives us an alternate uh, timeline of uh, of events that happen, and. Part of that uh, timeline is that in the uh, Bruce Wayne uh, and Bruce's parents getting killed uh, scene, in those events, uh, as they actually occur in the universe, uh, Bruce Wayne is actually who gets killed and not his parents. And that causes Thomas Wayne... Uh, Bruce's uh, father to kind of go a little nuts and he becomes uh, Batman in this movie in in that storyline in the Flashpoint storyline and um, he's a much hardened Batman he uh, you know kills he has uh, no thought for for not killing people Um, he's just a a straight up vigilante um, without much remorse for anything and his mother, Martha Wayne, um, actually goes crazy, and she becomes the Joker in that timeline. So, if Flashpoint is the storyline that they do, and they honor the comics to any degree, and they use those characters in that movie, that means that we might get Negan Batman and Maggie Joker because uh, uh, the characters that uh, the actors that play uh, Negan and Maggie from The Walking Dead are the actors that portrayed Thomas and Martha Wayne and um, if if we get those characters to play or those actors to play those parts in the Flashpoint movie I think that's going to be amazing and um, so 
great, great choices in hiring those guys. And if that sets this thing up down the road, um, I think it is well worth the payoff of, uh, of having this scene um, be done in the beginning of this movie. Um, so that was a, that was a little bit of a um, skewed off topic uh, there, but I just uh, kind of wanted to mention, mention that. Um, so, uh, so again, I was cool with them, uh, redoing this. It just, uh, if nothing else, it's, it's a great visual to look at. Um, and, uh, so then, uh, going back into just after that, it, the movie kicks off in today's time where, um, um, it's the end of Man of Steel. It's during the Zod, uh, battle, um, and the Kryptonian battle. And uh, it's all from Bruce Wayne's perspective. And uh, this was a, just a great, great visual to do because it gives a, just a, the reverse, or not a reverse, but just another point of view of what's happening. And we get a look into Bruce's emotions as all this is happening, right? So again, remember, this is the first time aliens have stepped Foot in this universe. If we go from the um, uh, starting with Man of Steel, right? The 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 idea is this: this has never happened, at least not that we know of, and not in modern time. But this is the first time that we've seen aliens uh, in 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 our time, uh, in our world. And so, up until this point, Bruce Wayne has been Batman for roughly twenty or some odd years. So he's been fighting criminals but he's been just fighting you know your everyday human you know you know maybe um as far as we know you know they so he's going up against bad guys real bad guys but um not much in the way of superpowers that that we know of so this is bruce wayne seeing something just so out of the realm of possibility it's it's something so supernatural he can't believe his eyes of what's going on and all the destruction that starts happening and his building falling down and you know saving the girl from the building about to collapse on her and her saying her mom is was up there and everything and he sees you know who's responsible for this is this is this guy this superman and uh, going back to my saying that he's not, quote, Superman yet, uh, they even say in the tagline, the world is introduced to the Superman, right? So they don't address him as Superman, but it's the Superman. And so, I th again, I think that's more hints that he isn't Superman yet. Um, but, uh, you know, you see the anger in his eyes, and you can just see, he's like, I'm going to... Just, just the game has changed. Everything, screw everything that has been going on in my life, everything that I've been fighting for, I've got to figure out a way to stop this from ever happening again. And so we flash forward to the 18 months later, and that's when the story keep, keeps going. So, again, going to criticisms of what people say about this movie is people talk about how... Um, you know, Bruce Wayne kills some people in here and that Bruce Wayne wouldn't do that. And uh, why would Bruce Wayne, you know, he's just not acting like a smart person. Well, uh, you know, he's supposed to be the smartest person around. He's the world's greatest detective. And, and 
so he should be smart enough to realize that you know he shouldn't be uh you know fighting with these people which which alfred tries to be his moral compass uh through in several scenes of saying you know what are you doing you know this is this is what you do this is what we do this is you're not acting like yourself you know this isn't our our enemy and whatnot and the thing is is that you know they they don't outright say this i think you're supposed to infer this but this is this is what i read in this movie and again why uh, why i think ben affleck did a great job and why i think um i think zack snyder did a great job in casting him in this role is that he's he has said just he's given up on his role as batman as he used to know it you know his his tenants of never killing you know that 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 just everything goes out the window now that he has to deal with superman he has to find a way to kill him to get rid of him and defend the world against him and never let anything like this ever happen and so he is he is saying that everything has changed and he's willing to do any and everything to to accomplish his goals of getting rid of Superman. So the, so when we see him kill in this movie, you know, you uh, see, and, you, you know, that there's several spots where it happens, you know, where he kills in, uh, when he's chasing down, um, trying to get the kryptonite um, uh, when it comes over from the boat. Um, we, uh, uh, but, I, I am pretty sure that after the Superman uh, fight, um, I don't believe that he kills anybody else. He, at least not directly. You know, some people may die in like an explosion or something like that. But, but I don't believe he kills anybody else. And I think that's an important thing to to note um, because, again, Batman uh, he goes through a transformation in this movie. So. We start off where, you know, we pick up meeting him as an aged Batman, and he's battered. And we see, you know, in the film, we see that, you know, the Joker has killed uh, a Robin, you know, uh, we assume. Uh, as, you know, you see the spray paint on one of the uh, costumes hanging up. So, so he's dealt with loss in his life besides his parents. You know, he's dealt with, you know, uh, friends that he's lost and, and whatnot. But... Um, but he's a he's a battered and and bruised and in his ego and his body and um and now he's got a foe that you know is is a god and he's trying to figure out how to stop him and so all that i think is is important to know when you're watching this movie is that this is why he's acting the way he is and this is why he gets he falls into lex's trap of going you know his his employees um going nuts and, and telling him hey you let your family die which again his family is his employees and uh whatnot because that's the only family that he's got besides alfred but um so all that that happens, um, you know, I, I think is is why it leads him up to go fight Superman, and why he is so adamant 
when the fight starts because when the fight starts Clark is trying to reason with him you know he understands that Lex is playing both of them and he's trying to stop it he doesn't want to fight him he's like hey hey let's let's get over this we this isn't you know what we need to do we've got a bigger problem um but Batman is is so far gone in you know that he he's just lost control of his of all things in his reality he's just um completely lost it and he's gonna do nothing but get rid of superman so let's um get on to the um maybe biggest complaint of the movie which is martha so um in the opening credit scene, you know, you hear, um, I think it's actually Ben Affleck saying it. It sounds like it's Ben Affleck. It doesn't sound like, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, it sounds like Ben Affleck, uh, saying Martha, uh, which is his mother's name. And, you know, I think, you know, for some reason, everybody kind of, uh, myself included, you know, you kind of forget that, oh wait, uh, yeah, both parents are named Martha. And, um, everybody's like, well, they talk about, oh, I hate you, Superman, I hate you, Batman, I hate you, Superman, I hate you, Batman, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, oh, wait, your mom's name's Martha, I like you, okay, everything's cool. And that's what everybody kind of complains about. But, you know, that's not, I don't think, what's happening here. I think what's happening is, it's it's subtle, um, but uh, I think it's also uh, a really deep thing that's happening. So when when uh, Batman's about to kill Superman, he's about to stab him with kryptonite, um, and Superman says, "Martha, I have to save Martha." Yes, that kind of puts Batman off guard. In that, wait, what? what? Martha's my mom's name. Why in the world would you say that? And, and, you know, he obviously has a hang-up on his parents' death. You know, that's why he became Batman. So so certainly that jolted him, right? And he's like, why would you say that name? What, what, are, what are you trying to do? What, is this some kind of act? What, what What's going on? But there, Lois pops in and says that's his mother's name. And there's a lot that's going on here um, than, than people realize. So, so Superman, um, Clark Kent, Kal-El, says, I've got to save Martha. He doesn't say, I have to save my mother. He says, I have to save Martha. And, you know, of course that's important for him saying that name just, you know, for the story, um, for the actual movie, the, the plot and whatnot. But... I think it's also important the fact that he has that he said I have to save Martha because he is trying to save one individual. Yes, it is his mother, but it is one individual, one human that he's trying to save. And he's also saying the name Martha and he's not saying mom because he's still trying to protect her and save her at the same time because again the whole reason why you have a secret identity is so that you protect the ones you love, right? And so um, he's just so so the fact that he's saying I have to save Martha 
is more than just the fact of saying the name Martha because of Bruce Wayne's mom being Martha. He has no idea what Bruce Wayne's mother is, right? So, so think of it in that context is that he's saying I have to save Martha because I have to save this human. This human being is in trouble, in peril. She's going to die and I have to save her. And that's why he's uh, trying to stop the fight. The fact that Lois says it's his mother's name, then that has another connotation that happens. So, so Batman hears, I have to save Martha. He's like, that's my mom's name. Wait, that's freaky. But when he says, when he realizes that he, uh, wait, he doesn't know that my mom's name is Martha. Who is this Martha? He's trying to save a person. You know, okay, wait a second. Something's weird here. He, what, what's this deal? He's trying to save somebody. Somebody's hurt, you know, and hurt. And then Lois says, it's his mom. And that is what puts it for Batman. That's that's what puts it over the edge because then he realizes that, wait, wait a second. He's not just an alien. He's somebody. He's another person. And what am I doing? I'm about to commit murder here. You know, and that's, that's what's going on in that scene. And it's much more powerful than people make it out to be. And it's there's there's more going on than what people say. If you realize all those things happening at once, it's short. You know, it's I don't want to call it anticlimactic, but I mean it's 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 very powerful. And people just make fun of it. Of oh, we're super friends because we have our moms are named the same now. And and I think that's just. Uh, a naive way of looking at it. So, uh, so, so bear that in mind uh, when you um, uh, watch this again and uh, and understand that those are the things that are happening in this uh, in this movie. So, um, at this point, I think I'm gonna put a pin in this, and I'm gonna come back and do another episode and kind of talk about the end, talk about. Um, Wonder Woman and uh, and the remainder of this uh, movie uh, because there's some other points that I want to talk about that happen in the movie. So um, for now, uh, let's uh, we'll just hold off for the for the time being, and I'll come back and do a part two um, to this episode. And uh, for now, all good things have come to an end, and we'll see you later. Thanks.